a Radio 191 FM podcast. I'm pleased to say that I am currently joined by uh, the wonderful Mike and uh, Paddy of uh, Pitch Black, an absolute heavyweight of the New Zealand uh, electronic scene. But electronic is too simple a word to describe how rich and varied their music is. Um, they're here to talk about their most recent album release, Third Light, and the subsequent shows they're doing around New Zealand, but most importantly here in the wonderful Otipoti Dunedin. They'll be playing at the Nunu New Brewery on Thursday, the 27th of February at 8pm. Uh, 13 years since their last visit to Dunedin, it's very nice to have them back. This dynamic duo um, who uh, created an album which is just a wonderful addition to two decades of incredible work. Uh, dub, techno, D&B, electronica, um, downbeat and ambient. It's really hard to put them into one box, but if you like any of those sounds, I'm sure you'll love the audio and visual feast that Mike and Paddy will conjure. Uh, kia ora guys, how are we? Oh, well, after after that uh, talk up, uh, I think we're done here. Well, no, no, thank you. What a, what a lovely intro. Thank you very, very much. No, no, Funny no worries, no worries. Nice. I was... looking forward to coming back. Oh, heck yeah. I, I was so stoked when I saw that you guys were going to be talking to me, honestly. Um, are you excited to be playing in Dunedin again? Oh, hugely. I mean, especially because Mike uh, was born there and my partner's from there. So, yes, a lot of uh, special reasons to come back. Oh, no, fantastic. Because um, where are you guys talking to us from today? Uh, from Piha in Auckland. Um, I arrived from London yesterday, and uh, we've, we've just set up all the equipment, and we're playing in Raglan tomorrow, and then we're playing Splore. So we're um, we're just getting all the computers to talk to each other. We're doing a few small <laughs> warm-up gigs before our major Dunedin show. Yeah. Of course, of course. I, I, I like that. It's all, it's all building up to this one point, I have to admit. <laughs> Because um, you guys have got quite a few shows lined up, which is awesome. I mean, and, and it's glad that we can uh, have you pretty much all over the country. Um, so I guess the question is, is, you know, after you've toured the world so many times over, um, you know, what keeps you coming back uh, and performing for New Zealanders? Is it a different vibe when you perform here? Do you think it has more, do you think it has more of an impact on sort of the long-time New Zealand fans? Or is it just that, you know, just just playing at home is nice? Oh, bit of both. I mean, it's it's lovely to to you know play to to, to old fans. Um, yeah, yeah, and people who you know, might recognise when we stick some bit of a twenty year old song into a into a song off the latest album, and they'll recognise that and, and and things like that. I mean, I mean, playing overseas has its own joys and benefits as, as well. I mean, one being if you can turn up completely unknown as a, just another name on a festival bill. And yeah, people don't know you from Adam. And by the end of the set, if you've one increased the size of your crowd, and two, if you've got them cheering and shouting, that's an amazing feeling as well. Yeah, but I think also a Kiwi audience is is its own special thing, as Kiwis are in the world. Um, and so it's just it's always a pleasure to come. Make sure we always come and play in New Zealand every as, as often as we can. Yes, splitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I, li- I like that. I do. Um, so I have to admit, um, like you talk about playing in festivals, um, the modern electronic scene and and all the so many genres that that encompasses, um, it, there's so much on the market right now. What is it that you guys think, um, you know, what do you think Pitch Black represents in that scene? Because again and again, um, you guys release new music, it gets, um, you know, critically praised and people recognise it and they hear it like you say in the songs. So what do you think you guys represent in the, you know, in that in in the state of music at the moment. Well, I think one of one of our the thing we're always aiming at, our holy grail, is to have the production values and, 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 and sounds and impact that electronic allows you, but by have but still have the spontaneity and connection of a live band. 
Mm. Personally, for me, um, I, I find the DJ, just going to see a DJ, you know, nine times out of ten, I'll find it underwhelming. It's a bit of a hollow centre for me. You know, I, I feel that if I'm actually watching or with the person that one wrote the music and they're performing it live now, that's just a, so much more of a impactful experience for me. But that's just a, that's just a personal uh, rant. Don't know if Mike feels. Oh no, absolutely. I think I think if you're going to see an act play live, you should feel that they're live. <clears throat> I think so often um, artists can be billed as live, but they're just sort of dropping tracks that are already finished. Um, it's always been very. I mean, one of the reasons I started working with Paddy is that he had a way of of playing electronic music in a non-linear way that matched the way I did video in a non-linear way. And um, we've always kept that same system, even though technology's changed. Um, we're very much able to make the setup as we go. Um, can be longer, shorter, um, with the same information. And that's very, very important to our process. Hmm. I actually wanted to ask you something, Mike, um, sort of on that same um, ilk of, or, or rather, line of questioning, which is that um, could you sort of walk through, um, in as many words, the sort of process you go through when you're creating the visuals for the performances? Do you have like a uh, an overarching or binding motif or symbol that you start from and then you build out from there, or am I just sort of pulling at strings? Um, no, no. I mean, it's interesting because the, the, the songs quite often only get titled in the last week or two of making the albums oh, yeah. um, and sometimes those titles come from videos that we've we've watched or um, ideas that we've had on how, how they might work visually um, which then allows me to go off and find video content to create um, in those themes hmm. but we've, we've always tried very hard to make sure each each song has its own look um, each, it, there's, a, there's a sort of a theme behind every song um, and we just try and build a sort of a, a cinematic type um, not necessarily a backdrop to our music but a, a, a synesthetic um, relationship between both the sound and the visual hmm. okay no I can I mean it's I it's a it's an awesome visual spectacle. Looking at the videos of what you guys have done in the past and even just talking to people, I came into the office at the radio station today and just parked up and said, hey, can one of you describe to me what it's like going to a Pitch Black gig? And I had a lot of people offer me their opinion pretty much immediately, um, right. which is awesome. And I think testament to considering it's been 13 years, people can still like pinpoint how you guys made them feel, which I think is you know particularly cool. But what are you anticipating for this Dunedin gig do you think because you're in New 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 which is a visually quite interesting and weird place to be in terms of the vibe there is yep. that, was that intended because it sort of matches uh, or you know in a way to the music no I think it was just part of reaching out to some friends in Dunedin about where to play um, um, as we finally locked it down that seemed to be where we where we were able to get um, we're going to go in the day before and have a look at the room and work out which way to set it up um so we're going to meet the production company there and we're going to um, try and build it in the way that most suits, um, suits how we want to deliver the show. Oh, sweet. I mean, of course, um, there's. I imagine there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, how are you talking about making the computers talk now? You know, it takes a lot of preparation. Um, what do, you, do you guys have any tricks or tips that you've developed over the last, like, two decades for... Um, getting yourself hyped up or getting ready for such you know scenarios when so much is hinged on both the performance and the sound and everything coming together and what I'm, what I'm, I imagine it's like a more complex setup than many other musicians have to deal with yeah well it's certainly gotten you know it's, it's, it used to be take us 150 kilos worth of gear um, you know at about 50 patch cables and 
two six-unit racks and a 24-channel mixing desk on stage. But more, more, more and more of that come down into Ableton Live software inside uh, inside a laptop with um, with, a, with MIDI controllers. So yeah, we, we, we basically yeah we, we, we aim to set up the conditions to allow spontaneity, and, and, and part of and part of that job is is torture testing to destruction. Like that's what we're we're about to do now. We've, we've finally we've got the we've, today this afternoon we've been. Uh, getting all the songs together, sort of adapting stuff from the last tour, updating it, and then tonight we're going to absolutely try and make the, make the thing fall over. To, to, to throw the <laughs> you know, I mean, that might be putting, you know, both forearms down completely on the keyboard and making sure that nothing glitches and, and things like that, because, you know, um, there basically can't be a worse, um, a worse, more hostile place for laptops other than a place that's incredibly hot and humid, full of electromagnetic radiation and heavy vibration, which is your average gig or club. So uh, we, we're actually, you know, the, the, the technology is pretty good. You know, we, we do our due diligence and gaffer tape all the cables and, you know, everything that could possibly wiggle out, especially get gaffered in. Yeah. Oh, especially in Dunedin. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, have a, we'll have a crack team of feral security lined up across the front, you know, uh, <laughs> intimidating, giving everybody the stink eye. No, we won't. <laughs> oh, God. It's just, just a line of six foot five, you know, just a line of pure muscle, of course, you know, as a nice brace for the music, adding a good acoustic, perhaps, to the room. Um, yes, that's right. Echoing through their empty skulls. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it sounds perfect. Um, and uh, when I listened to your album, um, and then I sort of did referencing to what I've heard other people write about it and how I felt about it, um, how would you describe the themes of what you were trying to get through with this more recent album? Because it, it's you know, it's reflective, it's introspective, it's also celebratory, but it's also quite maudlin. And then the track title for the final song sort of really made me question exactly what I'd taken away from it. Of course, the final track being called. Um, did you get the message? Um, but yeah, could you guys sort of give me a quick, or not a quick, but like in your own words, um, what was going through your minds when you created this? Because I know you said you don't name the songs perhaps till later, but of course there was a, surely a theme that you were working with. Well, yeah, never an overarching theme for the whole album, but mm. um, yeah, that one, because Mike, Mike lives in London, he's seen, he's seen very firsthand the whole Extinction Rebellion thing, you know, his kids go down and march on London Bridge and... and wow. Make you know, make art projects about it and things like that, and you know, it's, it's, you know, I think all of our albums have had some sort of theme about connecting them to Earth or connecting them to nature, because that, though we play electronic music, that's utterly what inspires us is, is nature and the land. Yeah, yeah. I think also we really like making albums, um, and perhaps if we were if we lived in one genre like house or techno. The whole album would be that, but that's not who we are. And so we like we like making a 60-minute journey um, with obviously some fast songs and slow songs, and and um, you know that, that's what we've always done. And I, I like I like I like to buy albums by artists who who make a full um, a full 60-minute journey for you. Mm. And I think that's something that we've always always been a central part of our releases is that we don't do singles as such. Um, we make we make whole albums 
No, heck yeah. I like that. I like that that sort of MO to it. I think, and you, you have a, a wonderful collection of albums as well, because if people, you know, if this hasn't really persuaded you to go to the gig on the 27th, of course, there is a wonderful backlog of music you can uh, find online, which is quite impressive, and it could be a good preparation or perhaps like a point to jump up off after you've been to the gig. But I guess, guys, do you have any final words for any people out there sat on the fence about, um, you know, having their brain tweaked at new, new, new on the 27th? Oh, just just you know, if if you're, if you're a person that likes having your nether nether regions uh, tweaked with by heavy bass, uh, <laughs> come come along and we'll try and tickle you up nicely. <laughs> yeah, and if, and if you don't want to see us, come along and see Step Animal, and um, come and see Step Animal and uh, 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 Mood Unit is uh, doing a special dub unit set. Oh no, I mean you know triple triple threat. I like that. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, we can't wait to have you down here, guys. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you now, and I'm going to try and provide the people listening with at least an 8-minute and 12-second part of your 60-minute journey you provide with playing Third Light. Um, but, yeah, no, see you on the 27th. Thanks for talking to us today. Lovely. Thanks for having us. Thank you. No worries. No worries. And this is the Third Light by Pitch Black, playing on the 27th of February at New New New, starting at 8pm. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.